Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. All right. Welcome, everyone. Thank you guys for joining another episode of the 401k Marketing Podcast. Today, we have Carlos of CFEX joining us. And... Um, we are very lucky to have him along. We got to sit in with one of their annual meetings uh, yesterday, and we get to have Carlos on our podcast today. So very excited to have you, Carlos. Um, just as a quick introduction, Carlos is the VP at CFEX at Broadridge Financial Solutions. And if you might have been living under a rock and uh, don't know what CFEX is, they are essentially the folks that award the good housekeeping seal of approval for organizations within our industry. So, Carlos, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure, Missy. <laughs> so, before we dive in, I would love for you to expand a little bit on the importance of a certification program in an industry such as ours. Sure. Certification programs have been around for, for decades. They're, they exist uh, in a number of industries. I have particular experience with the International Organization for Standardization, a very large uh, group that runs and oversees certifications for other industries such as food safety, aerospace, uh, automotive, environmental quality, and so on. And I myself came from one of the uh, the largest certification bodies or registrars in uh, North America. Uh, that was the uh, CSA group, which operates a lot like uh, UL or the mm -hmm. uh, Underwriters Laboratories in the U.S., in case people are more familiar with, with that. But the one underlying aspect of a certification program is the fact that it's always based on a standard. And so no matter what industry you're in, there, there are uh, various standards which could apply. So, uh, for example, in the automotive space, if you're a large um, car manufacturer, there could be a standard or there is a standard for how your suppliers uh, must operate in order for them to sell to you. So uh, this is in place. There's ISO standards for that. When we saw that <clears throat> about uh, 17 years ago, said, hey, we need something like this for the retirement uh, industry space, the financial services space, and hence CFEX was born to serve that same purpose, which is to provide assurance to users of financial services or retirement plan participants to show them that uh, the, the supplied product is operating as best as it can. That's interesting. So before CFEX came about, I know we have our fiduciary standard and ERISA, there was no other certification program or any seals that that uh, folks could look to to say, yes, this is our, our firm. They've been rigorously tested. That's correct. Yeah. When we started, there was uh, no one doing exactly like this. There, there are other types of audit programs, but they don't work in the uh, in the exact same way this is uh, as i mentioned a standards-based uh, certification 
and we use uh, the standard that has been published, was published a long time ago by FI360 as one of the fiduciary thought leaders in the United States. So we, we actually perform assessments based on that standard. Okay. So, I mean, that's, I would love to hear a little bit more about the assessments and what CFEX actually does and how you guys go through that process. Yeah. So we operate like, very much like almost any other international registrar or certification body. Uh, And in fact, our whole process uses an ISO standard itself uh, in terms of how we perform assessments. But as I mentioned, you start with the standard and the standard is a best practice standard, which is public. It's available to everyone to see. And it was written by experts and it has gone through uh, a lot of review by uh, professional bodies, by lawyers, ERISA attorneys, and so on. To, to land on something that which is uh, common uh, to uh, many player, most players in uh, in the space. So that's that's a starting point. What we did from that is develop a, a way of performing an audit or an assessment, which would be able to provide evidence of adherence to that standard. So, you know, that means collecting documents, doing interviews, basically collecting data that a particular entity like a financial advisor, an investment advisor, is is adhering to the standard. And and these these assessments are performed by analysts, folks who uh, are experts in their own right, and they've gone through training and uh, are very, very knowledgeable, of course, uh, on the standard. Absolutely. And that's what we were able to join in for a moment yesterday to be in with the analyst meeting. There were so many great folks, uh, so much knowledge in that two hours. uh, I feel like I learned a ton. What types of things do the, what type of training do the analysts go through? Or are there any sort of prerequisites to be analysts? Yep, they have to have the accredited investment fiduciary analyst designation, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty rigorous training on how to perform assessments. And one of the prerequisites of uh, requisites of that is the AIF, the accredited investment fiduciary, which essentially is training on the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also look for folks who have at least ten years industry experience at either advisory firms, record keepers, uh, TPAs, or other types of consulting entities. And then as an advisor would go through this process, I, if I remember correctly, I believe it's an annual review that they go through for the certifications. How does this help advisors? What, what does it do for their internal processes? So, I mean, let's face it, advisors are, are very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, they serve clients every day. And they, but they should have core teams who focus on, you know, the investment process. I mean, that's their bread and butter. And so, what the CFEX certification does is it, it, it provides that annual checkpoint on how that investment process is doing, you know, and is it using the best practices. And so, if if you're an advisor, you use this certification program as kind of. Uh, a way to get independent feedback 
on what you're doing uh, in terms of your investment process. And uh, so sometimes it's just extremely helpful to have an outsider give you some uh, ideas for how to improve, to check that you're doing things. You know, when, when, when everyone is busy, it's, it's possible that processes suffer. And so that's, that's what the, I guess, the primary benefit of the certification program would be for those advisors. I've, I've spoken to many CEOs who, you know, for larger organizations, when, when advisory firms get to be pretty big, and they, they just like the idea of an outside expert provides confidential uh, feedback. This is not, you know, uh, an SEC exam or in a regulatory uh, audit. Uh, it's, it's a best practice audit and the, the findings are confidential. And that way I can, I can see how my team is doing and I can look for ways to improve because, you know, if you're coming back every year, the analyst is going to be asking for how you've addressed any kind of uh, issues and uh, what you're doing to, to improve. So we, we look at hundreds of these assessments every year, and we're always monitoring uh, the regulations uh, and the best practices which are out there. And so we use that in our assessments to, to feed back to advisors. So uh, as an advisor, you get kind of the latest and greatest in, uh, in the whole fiduciary investment process. That's really interesting from the perspective of you guys over at CFEX and doing so many of these analysis each year, are there any things that pop up and you guys see as as trends, things that, you know, advisors should be, you know, thinking about because you do so many of them and it it pulls up different things that, you know, let's call them flat spots in the tire um, in the internal processes. Are there anything, any particular things that stand out to you and your team? Well, I mean, We've been at this for 17 years, and so there there have been trends in the uh, OFIs or the opportunities for improvement that do emerge. You know, at, over our history, there have been things when the IPS was a fairly new uh, document, uh, there would be deficiencies in how that was written um, and how it was communicated. Uh, when 408B2, ERISA 408B2 came out and all the new disclosure requirements, there were, you know, there were trends in how advisors could improve their disclosures. You know, these days, there's a, the latest, I guess, trend is in getting cybersecurity practices up to, up mm-hmm. to date. And so, you know, when analysts want us to do a deep dive on that, you know, we naturally are seeing areas where they can improve and, and do uh, uh, implement practices, which are according to the DOL best practices. So th- those would be some of the things. When a team becomes certified in CFEX firms, uh, how do they how do they share this after they've gone through the process on an annual basis? How do they share this with their clients? Because it's a huge benefit to their clients. Is there marketing or business development? Um, what are some of the things that CFEX firms can do to share some of this with their clients? Yeah, it's a, it's a big differentiator. And so, uh, and a fairly rigorous and structured framework uh, that we follow, you know, uh, starting with the standard, of course, and right through with the whole assessment. And as you mentioned, it, it is annual. So it's it's a big story to tell. 
And uh, we, we have a lot of ways that they can tell that story, that they can explain it to plan sponsors or individuals or foundations, that essentially their client base. So, you know, they would get um, a certificate for one uh, and a letter of registration. So those are things that advisors put into the R- their own RFPs when responding. You know, those are very official looking documents, I guess, but they, mm-hmm. uh, they also get listed on the CFEX uh, site. We, we hold a public, we have a public list of all firms that are certified and they can point clients to that. They have the right to use uh, the CFEX certification mark for things like business cards or in PowerPoint presentations or uh, in any other types of uh, marketing brochures. We also uh, produce uh, what we call the independent assessment report that is available online for every certified client. And that that kind of describes what it is that he went through. It lists, you know, all the particulars about the advisory firm, but then also goes through the standard and identifies what aspects of the standard they were conforming to. It doesn't go into the confidential details of findings that I uh, would have mentioned beforehand, but it it does talk about the when this assessment took place and what the standard is all about. So that's a pretty useful way for the advisory firm to explain and uh, what they've been through and what CFEX certification means to uh, to their clients. And and we've got a bunch of other marketing materials, whether they be videos of me explaining uh, some of the benefits and aspects of it, uh, animated videos which describe uh, the program, and and even a certification webmark, an online certification webmark that can go on their own website. Uh, so just a, a ton of ways, and all uh, advisors kind of implement whatever makes sense to them from a, a marketing uh, perspective. In addition to that enhanced communication and differentiation, uh, what are some of the top line benefits? What are there other ben- benefits that are perhaps not so obvious? Yeah, we've we have found some advisors have actually gotten a great benefit from insurance carriers in the sense that insurance when they when they apply for their ENO insurance uh, they've actually received discounts because of the fact that they were certified. And, and, you know, why is that? Well, because being certified signifies you've been through this annual, this rigorous annual assessment and that, you know, therefore you you really do have your ducks in a row in terms of your processes. So in essence, you're a much lower risk than possibly an advisor who, you know, who has not done this, uh, gone through this. So uh, a number of insurance brokers and carriers have realized that and they've looked favorably upon advisors uh, when applying for things like uh, professional liability insurance. Another kind of benefit I, I did touch on it is the um, the cybersecurity aspects. That's getting to be so hot. We've just uh, increased the scope of our assessments for advisors who want to demonstrate that they're uh, completely on on the ball when it comes to cybersecurity, and uh, we would let them uh, be able to proclaim that they are adherent to the DOL best practices. These are um, 
the DOL published the best practice list back in April 2021. And so that that's uh, we're finding uh, a lot of interest there and and folks are being able to now tell their clients we really do take not only our fiduciary responsibilities seriously, but our, our cybersecurity responsibilities uh, just as serious. Sure. Yeah, we went uh, 401k marketing as a firm went through a SOC audit a couple of years ago, and um, it was very, very complete and had a lot of cybersecurity. Um, it, does it? Uh, does your new expansion the scope of? Uh, the cybersecurity area have anything like that interweaved in it? I know it's based off of the standards that the DOL set out a couple of years ago, but is is the SOC audit anything like what you guys have incorporated for your cybersecurity? Yeah, I mean the SOC audit is a thing of on its own. It is uh, whether you're talking SOC one or SOC two. You know, it's a it's a listing of controls which the firm has put in place for cybersecurity. I haven't seen enough of the de- the contents from enough firms on the SOC side to know how it compares, mm-hmm. um, but clearly uh, a lot of firms are turning to the SOC audit as well. You know, we were kind of talking about benefits before and you had mentioned how how it's a huge benefit to advisors to show this off to their to their potential clients and then also their clients as a way of client retention. You know, the plan sponsor attitude survey this year just recently came out and it's saying that, what is it, almost 22% are, of plan sponsors are actively conducting advisor searches with 34% also benchmarking. So this is a huge value for advisors to be able to show that they go through that rigorous process. Um, investments are always something that's top of mind for plan sponsors as well. So it almost seems that with the with CFEX advisors can kind of check two of those boxes in the in the vendor RFP process. Oh yeah. I mean the an independent verification by an expert such as uh, what we're we're doing here, gosh, I mean we're we're it's like we're pre-vetting the advisor uh, for the for the plan sponsor. So this was mentioned yesterday during the call as well. The the cool kid on in the room, you know, the cool the new kid on the block uh, pulled employer pa- plans. Sorry, that was a bit of a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> peps, if we will. Um, how is CFEX helping uh, those offering? Peps now. Well, I mean, <clears throat> we believe that employers aren't really equipped to evaluate like the hundreds of compliance duties that are spelled out in, in today's regulations uh, in Pepper and and any kind of plan regulations, and and the whole U.S. system has historically placed very broad and unspecified uh, burdens on on employers. You know, uh, just to run a plan. And, and then vendor contracts tend to provide uh, finite lists of services and assume that the employers have a, enough knowledge of these uh, unspecified duties that remain theirs and how to fulfill those. But that, you know, it's really the case. Our, so the new PEP program provides an objective mechanism for employers uh, to, to evaluate those service arrangements. So... We worked with a bunch of experts, which you heard on yesterday's call, mm-hmm. um, and practitioners to establish, again, that best practice standard on how to run a PEP and what a pooled plan provider uh, should be doing. 
Um, and by the way, that, you know, uh, and all our standards can be downloaded from, from our site. But, in, you know, in a nutshell, this new PEP certification program just helps the providers demonstrate their competence for the purpose of delivering that, that pooled employer plan. And at the end of the day, this, this just helps the plan sponsor and their participants. Absolutely. So, because with the pooled employer plans, if the plan sponsor is responsible for selecting and and benchmarking and and looking into the pooled plan provider, and so this gives right. them, you know, instead of it saying, "Oh, all I have to do is look at this one service provider, my my PPP," but that's way more complex than it sounds. Um, so those standards are laid out um, exactly. It provides the framework again for evaluating the pooled plan providers. Fantastic. And we can link that in the show notes as well um, to the CFEX site. So is there anything else? I know we've covered a lot and it's um, creating fiduciary excellence is uh, not a easy walk in the park. um, And 20 minutes isn't a whole lot of time to dive into everything. But I'm curious, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Well, I mean, if any of your listeners are even remotely interested, they can always contact me. I would have a discussion with them. We could even, you know, everyone would always want to know, okay, so what exactly is in the assessment? Mm-hmm. Um, we can set up a file in our system. It's all, you know, uh, online. And even before they make a decision to proceed, you know, I would set them up. They could see the requirements. They can see the documents and, uh, you know, realize that this is not a surprise assessment. It is rigorous, but um, if you see it ahead of time, perhaps some of the rigor can be planned for and and then decide on uh, whether or not uh, you want to proceed. So, um, you know, we're happy to talk to uh, anyone to help them make that decision. And uh, uh, ultimately, they could realize very quickly if, if this is for them or not. Great. So it's not a pop quiz. They, they have an opportunity to study <laughs> before the exam. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, then we can list all of your contact information in the show notes below. And of course, advisors that are listening and interested, but not only advisors, um, TPAs as well. There Mm -hmm. are different certifications um, for for different folks in the industry. If anybody listening is interested in uh, learning more about the CFEX certifications, then we will have everything linked down in the show notes. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, um, for including us in uh, the great meeting yesterday and for joining us today on our podcast. All right. My pleasure. Thank you, Carlos. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed.